0: Welcome into the Fog.net podcast. Michael Swain here. After the conclusion of the 2020 Big 12 regular season, and KU are champions of the Big 12 once again. After having the streak ended last season at 14 games, KU was able to reclaim an outright share of the Big 12 title on Saturday against Texas Tech. And on top of having a great season, KU has, you know, the best player in the Big 12 in Yudoka Azebuki, the best defender in the Big 12 in Marcus Garrett, and then a all-Big 12 first-team member in Devon Dotson. So next up for KU now is the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Uh, KU will play this Thursday at around 1.30, depending on how the previous games go. That time could change. Uh, but we're not going to focus from a KU perspective on the Big 12 tournament. We're going to focus more on the NCAA tournament. We'll talk a little bit about some Big 12 teams that have work to do in terms of bubble watch uh, and where they are uh, in terms of the field and what needs to be done in the Big 12 tournament for some teams to make the NCAA tournament. And then we'll talk about for KU specifically, you know, where could they end up? Are they going to end up in Indianapolis? Are they going to end up in Houston? Uh, Because I think it's pretty interesting that, you know, Bill Self said today uh and for context recording this uh, Monday afternoon, the media we just finished talking with Bill Self a little while ago, but Bill Self said that he and k u have already submitted uh where they would like to play the regional now Bill Self noted that it is not out of the ordinary, and that most other teams are doing this right now that the deadline to do so uh was last week, and now that you know we're into that process, if k u does get the number one overall seat. Their request will be granted, and they will be able to choose where they play their regional. But before we dive in, from a KU perspective, on what uh, what you can expect from the NCAA tournament, some teams that you might want to see, some teams you probably are going to want to ch- you know avoid. You can't necessarily you know try and avoid them, except for one team. There is one team in the NCAA tournament that you can physically try and avoid and be successful. I'll talk about them in a second, but first. Let's talk a little bit about some of the Big Twelve teams uh, in the Big Twelve tournament, and some and who has to have some work done, needs to win a game or two uh, in order to make it to the NCAA tournament. And I think probably the biggest uh, game in terms of NCAA tournament implications would be the game. I believe it'll be before Kansas, uh, where Texas Tech is taking on Texas, and this is a big game for Texas. Uh, specifically uh, because if you look at the way that texas season has gone you know for the majority of the big 12 play there was questions of you know could this be the end of shaka smart at texas you know is this going to be the season where texas finally maybe decides to move on from shaka smart you know they were not looking good they were losing games and not super competitive in some of those games as well but then the last couple weeks Texas has kind of had a resurgence they've won some games they won a crazy game at Oklahoma uh last week so for the two those two teams this game this first game could be a win in your in especially for Texas now I will say I think that Texas Tech is a lock to make the NCAA tournament uh, I know that Jerry Palm from CBS does not have them as a lock to make the NCAA tournament but I think in terms of Who they beat, you think about them beating uh, the then number one team in Louisville earlier in the season, Um, some of the wins. They don't have the best quadrant run, quadrant one record, but I still think that they should be in. Oklahoma is a team that now with their win at TCU uh, on the final day of the season, I think they've got a really good shot at making the NCAA tournament. So now you're going to look at probably getting six teams in, probably if you're the Big 12. You know, Oklahoma State is uh, is probably the uh, most outside looking in team right now. But even then, I think considering you know how this is uh, overall a down year in the Big Twelve, I think for the Big Twelve to get six teams into the NCAA tournament, I think is still a really good thing for the conference uh, in terms of just showing that even when it is a down year, if you will, for the conference, that it still has teams that can make the NCAA tournament even if they've not had the best years. Now, outside of that, not a whole lot left to play for, uh, for the likes of Baylor. Uh, they are probably going to be a number one overall seed, and a team that I think can do themselves a lot of favors uh, in the Big 12 tournament is West Virginia. They've had a real, real bad last half of the Big 12 season, uh, and now they are uh, a seven seed, according to Joe Lenardi. Yeah. They are a team that, if they can win, you know, two games in the Big 12 tournament, uh, or even make it to the championship game, you know, they are a team that can help their seeding a ton as well. Okay, so now we're going to focus on the KU aspect of things, and I think that it's very interesting to note what Joe Lenardi said uh, last week when he was on a, a halftime show uh, talking about the NCAA tournament in the Big 12 specifically. Joe Leonardi said, or he joked that KU could not show up to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament, go do something else with their time and still be the number one overall seed. And I think that that, wall it may be true, I think if KU does come out and you know stinks it up, I still think they are going to be the number one overall seed. But at least I think there would probably be a, a little bit of a question mark there just in terms of where they're playing right now. But in terms of resume, KU is definitely the uh, number one overall team in the NCAA tournament. So what does this mean? So KU is going to get to choose from the regionals of Los Angeles for the West, New York for the East, Houston for the South, and Indianapolis for the Midwest. Now, if you are a VIP subscriber over at fog.net, I really encourage you to go and read what both Scott and I wrote uh, last week, I would say, I think it was, um, We both laid out pros and cons for the Houston Regional and for the Indianapolis Regional. Scott talked about Houston. I specifically focused on Indianapolis. Now, I think if you weigh the pros and cons, uh, I think that it probably is the best decision to go to Houston. Uh, I think that if you were to weigh it out where KU is right now, uh, I think you're probably at a 60-40 that they'll end up in Houston. Uh, and, and I'll explain why here in just a second. But from an Indianapolis perspective, first things first, they're playing at Lucas Oil Stadium, which is a dome. That's a big deal. Uh, and more so because of the way that they have set up the arena in the dome. It is not like it was at the 2018 Final Four, like it is at a lot of these Final Fours, where midcourt is midfield. No, in Indianapolis, midcourt is going to be in the end zone. So basically, the end zone will be the court. And this is important because three-point percentage drops uh, when courts are shifted like this in the Dome. I don't know why specifically, but I put some numbers in there, and there are some people that had looked at those numbers specifically and within arenas, uh, and basically what they've shown is that when the courts are like that at Lucas Oil Stadium, it doesn't affect the shooting at all. So what you're going to see now is if the Midwest does turn out to be the offensive regional like it looks like it could right now, you're basically saying that being in the dome that you would think in theory would you know, hurt shooting for some teams, it doesn't actually have a huge impact. And I think that that is a big deal if you're looking at why KU would choose the regional, because what is KU best at? Defense and scoring inside the arc. How do you beat defense and scoring inside the arc with three-pointers? And I think that we've seen that this season. You think about the Dayton game, where Dayton comes out and makes 16 threes. They're able to keep the game close, even though KU – Uh, was far more efficient with their shots. Uh, You think about Villanova. They didn't go berserk from three, but they made enough threes against KU uh, to give them a chance down the stretch, and KU just didn't execute. Um, So I think that that is a big deal. Now, in terms of the positives of Indianapolis, you are going close to home. But now, if you do go to Houston, you're most likely going to avoid some of those more offensive teams in the Midwest because if you look at those Midwestern teams, you think of a Creighton who is one of the top five offenses uh, in the NCAA, they're probably going to end up being a two seed. So you probably don't want to have them as your two seed if you are there. You know, Iowa, really good offense. Louisville, really good offense. Ohio State, Michigan State. You know, these are the types of teams you could end up playing in Houston. So, or sorry, in Indianapolis, uh, in the Midwestern region. So I, I think it would make sense for KU. You go to the South play more defensive minded teams because if no one can out defense KU this year I know that's not necessarily a great sentence but no one is going to be better defensively than KU just in terms of you know their ability to stop two-point shots to force you to get into out of your actions so I think you might see KU end up choosing Houston at the end of this now in terms of the teams that KU could go up against, uh, what I've done now is I've gone through and written down the eight, nine seeds, of fours and fives and the twos and threes, according to Joe Lenardi. And the reason I use Lenardi, um, he, although you know the seed lines can get a little uh, mixed up at times, he is really good at nailing the teams that are in the NCAA tournament. I think he's only missed like one, two, maybe a handful of teams uh, in the last decade of that he's done this. So... You know, Joe Leonardy is kind of the uh, the granddaddy of them all in terms of the bracketology, so we're going to use him for uh, the seed lines today. So in terms of that first, you know, the 16 seed, you know, that, KU's not losing to a 16 seed. Uh, I know Virginia did, uh, would have been two seasons ago, but uh, KU's not losing to a 16 seed. So now you look at some of the eights and nines. The eight seeds that KU could play would be Houston, LSU, Arizona State, St. Mary's. And the nine seeds would be Rutgers, Oklahoma, Florida, USC. Okay, so out of those eight teams, we can get rid of Oklahoma because the NCAA selection committee will not put Oklahoma in the same pocket or pod as KU. So that means you're down to seven teams. And out of those teams, you probably would want to play Houston, the Quentin Grimes rematch. But in terms of a talent level, you know, you are better than a Houston team. LSU, you'd probably be comfortable playing. You know, Nas Reed isn't there anymore. He's on to the NBA. Uh, Waters isn't there as well. Um, He's in the NBA. So you might be comfortable playing an LSU team. The team I wouldn't want to play would be Arizona out of those eight seeds. And the reason being, uh, guys like Nico Mannion, guys like Zeke Naji. Yes, Arizona is a young team, and KU might be able to have success defensively against a younger team. But there's still that three-point element, that offensive element from Arizona, where you know Nico Mannion could go for 28 and four made threes or six made threes, and he goes crazy and pushes KU. You know, you probably don't want that. So then you're looking at the, a Rutgers team, uh, a Florida or a USC out of those nine seeds. Now, you probably don't want to play Florida. Um, they've got the talent on the perimeter to uh, give, not give KU issues, but to push KU. And they have had success this season. You think about early on in the season, they were one of the highest ranked teams in the AP poll. You know, albeit the AP poll is not the best way to rate how good a team is, but it just shows how highly thought of they were earlier in the season. And I wouldn't want to play USC either if you're KU uh USC is a really good true freshman uh Okung-woo. uh he played on those Chino Hills teams with the Ball Family but he's an incredibly talented big man doesn't shoot threes but still someone uh that would be a, a tough matchup you know not for Doke but someone that you wouldn't like going up against in that 8-9 matchup so say KU makes it to then uh the sweet 16 then you're going up in that 4-5 game most likely uh, Iowa right now looks like they'll be a six seed. They're a team I wouldn't want to play with, Luka Garza. I've talked about him on the podcast before, be someone that can shoot threes. That's basically the big thing you're looking for with a lot of these teams. Do they have a five-man that can shoot threes? If the answer is yes, you're probably going to want to avoid them. So out of the four, fours and fives, you know, out of the four seeds, you have Oregon, Wisconsin, Maryland, Louisville. You probably want to play Oregon. Peyton Pritchard uh, is one of the National Player of the Year candidates. Uh, He could go head-to-head with a Devon Dotson, and Oregon has the big men to be able to, uh, again, not stop Dope because people have not been able to consistently stop Dope, but at least slow him down and give him some tough looks. So wouldn't want to play Oregon. Maryland's kind of the wild card. Uh, They, at times this season, have looked like one of the best teams in the country, but then there have also been times this season where they have looked really bad, and they're in the middle of one of those bad stretches right now. So maybe, you know, depending on how the Big Ten tournament goes for Maryland, they could be a team that you don't want to see, or if they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, you probably want to see Maryland as that four seed. And then, of course, you don't want to play Louisville. You know, you got Jordan Noir, uh, the wing there, that is really talented, but they've also got a big man, Enoch, uh, who, again, if you're looking at the ways that you can beat KU, uh, you got to have someone that can go toe-to-toe with Doke, and Enoch is, in terms of size and in terms of presence, he can do that. Now, in terms of the five seeds, you've got Auburn, BYU, Butler, Ohio State, and this is the one team that KU can avoid and by choosing Houston because those two regionals are Friday, Sunday. So BYU will not be able to play on Sundays. They do play in the Elite Eight. They wouldn't be able to play because uh, uh, they are a Mormon school. So then you've got you know your Butler, Ohio State, Auburn. Uh, those teams don't necessarily really uh, move the needle for me. You know, Auburn is not the same team as they were last year. They don't shoot as many threes. Uh, A little bit of a different look there. Butler, uh, in terms of talent gap, I think, you know, that's something you feel comfortable with KU. Ohio State does have the requisite talent to beat KU, um, but in terms of the consistency, hasn't necessarily been there this season for them. Okay, so now you get into those two and three seeds, and this is when I think things get really, really interesting based on where Joe Lenardi has things right now. So if you look at the two seats right now, Lenardi has Kentucky, San Diego State, Creighton, Florida State. Out of those four teams, you would not want to play Kentucky or Creighton. Uh, Kentucky, anytime you can go up against a team that can go toe-to-toe with you talent-wise and also has the experience with a Coach Cal or uh, their best player, Nick Richards, as a junior who's been around the block, You know that is not something that you would want. Now, of course, this would be, in theory, a game to go to the Final Four. So, of course, it's going to be a tough game. But in terms of if you could pick your opponents, you're probably not picking Kentucky, and you're probably not picking Creighton. Creighton fits that mold of the three-point shooters. With They don't have a stretch five, but they do have plenty of guys that can stretch the floor from four spots and then coming off the bench as well. So they're not a team that you'd want to play as well. But then you look at the three seeds, and it's Duke, Michigan State, Seton Hall, Villanova. I wouldn't want to play any of those teams. Duke, you've got, again, someone that could go toe-to-toe with Doak and Vernon Carey. Someone that can go toe-to-toe with Devon Dotson and Trey Jones. Duke beat KU to start the season. Now, granted, I think KU is a lot better now. And, I mean, of course, Duke is too. And uh, the Isaiah Moss injury definitely has something to do with that as well. So you look at Michigan State. Another one that can go toe-to-toe with Devon Dotson is Cassius Winston. You know, we don't want to probably don't want to go against him in Izzo and March and all that. Uh, So, you probably don't want to play Michigan State, Seton Hall. uh, You know, they are a good offensive team. They've got one guy that can score the ball and score the ball well. He fits into that, uh, the Trey Burke kind of mold of, you know, a guy that is on a really good team, but that can elevate that team to the next level. And then you got Villanova. So, out of those three, out of those four, three seeds, I'd probably say you'd want to. Go up against Villanova just because you've already played in this season. Uh, I think KU right now would feel a lot better than they did then playing Villanova. I think just in terms of proving it on the road, you think about the Marcus Garrett injury, the impact that had in the game. So Villanova out of those would probably be the team you want to play out of out of those four three seeds. So you know those are just some things to keep in mind now as we go into the Big Twelve tournament. Some teams to watch for. That are on the bubble in the Big 12, but also, you know, if you're looking at some of those unthrough conference tournaments, maybe these are some teams you should watch because these are some teams that KU could end up going up against uh, in the NCAA tournament. But that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you for tuning into the Fog.net podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard and you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review. We always appreciate having those. Uh, Stay tuned to Fog.net all throughout the week for all sorts of great KU basketball coverage. Uh, Spring football is going to start up pretty soon, so we'll have some good coverage coming in from that. We should have open practices, which we'll uh, put some video up from as well. As always, you can follow me at mswine97 on Twitter. And thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.